When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Season 3, Episode 4, The Green Light is over, but here on Post Show Recaps, we are just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. First, someone who I'm sure has been secretly dreading us. It's Ariel. Ariel, how are you doing? Retta, I do this for you. I have been dreading this. <laughs> hey, Grace. Uh, I was just doing the quarry. Uh, yeah. I am good. I am so excited to talk about this episode. The time worn tradition of upfronts. Wow, it's like I'm in a time machine. It's wonderful. Yes. Um, yeah, we're going to hang out at Corey's party and try to get some ad revenue. A whole episode about ad revenue, Ariel. We need it. We need it. Yeah. And Apple TV is like, what's that? Will people be annoyed if in this episode, to play along with the bit with Corey, we put in as many ad breaks as possible into this podcast? Yeah, because right in between when you asked that question and I answered, we, we put, put in an ad break. break. <laughs> Should I at least put in the people? swoosh? Should I put in the swoosh? That many oh, times? like the Nike swoosh? And then like No, our swoosh. But sure we kept swoosh. Oh yes, of course, of course. Of That's course. what we call the little ad break noise. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I mean, it literally does feel like a swoosh. It feels like the show that we yeah. love, Dark, like kind of, yeah. you know, traveling, if you will. Yeah. Well, speaking of ads, there's a way you can support this podcast without having to buy any of the ad- any of the th- things that get advertised. You could subscribe. And um, I did learn, I think, that the Post Show Recaps Morning Feed URL is a little bit tricky at the moment, and we might be able to edit it before, but this this should work. So postshowrecaps.com slash morning hyphen show hyphen feed you gotta put in the dashes or you won't get the right feed so make sure you put those in we're working on making a simpler one that's either postrecaps.com slash morning show or the morning show but for the time being you gotta put in the dash uh, don't forget the dash um and so that's my dash on m dash just the regular dash yeah this is a regular da- not a colon no no just the, the morning dash show dash feed uh-huh. is what you uh-huh. want um all right the green light i really like this episode ariel um we as i, I joke but Corey is the loan uh sorry not the loan the deal with paul is a no-go so he's got to work some magic trying to get a loan a surprise plot twist at the end of this episode that the loan is actually courtesy of one fred micklin who i definitely thought we would never see again ever on this show um stella's no. gonna go yeah Stella's gonna go drinking with, the, with some ad boys and it does not go well alex mm-hmm. is gonna hang out with paul bradley and laura are re- gonna reconnect at Corey's party and uh, mia's gonna be chatting with uh andre who's on the scene i believe in uh, Mariupol, is that right? Did I say he's the name not right? okay? Yes, you said it. You, you're just like oh. Mia. You somehow speak Russian. It's wonderful. Wow. Um, yeah. So there's actually a lot happening in this episode, Ariel. But uh, for you, what's the headline? What's the first headline we should talk through? There is way too much happening in this episode, uh, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, my my big headline, honestly, was like how funny this episode was, to, especially in the first half before. As usual, it brings us down to the suck. Yeah. <laughs> when Fred shows up in the, up in the yeah, and this literal suck, yeah, that happens mm-hmm. with the poor waitress. Yeah. Uh, but there's some incredible like comedy line from comedy lines from uh from Alex one Jennifer Aniston. And uh like when she goes into Corey's office and she's like, mm-hmm. Don't F with me, speak English. What's yeah. happening? I don't understand your words. Uh <laughs> I'd love watching jennifer aniston be funny i feel like in this role especially she gets so little time to be that she's kind of uh just too busy being problematic in a in some kind of different way um but uh yeah and then we open the episode not only did i say the time on our tradition of the upfronts but the what has become a time on our tradition a one all one shot like you know mm. a la Birdman, who you know was one of the first to make it uh famous just shooting from the car all the way to Corey's dressing room chair seemingly in one take but you know staying alive they hit some they hit some scenes in there seams in there yeah um i do feel like Corey. uh i i do like the alex and paul stuff this episode they're gonna hang out on coney island which i've where i've never been uh so it's a a, a a treat to get to, to uh, this was a it. pretty good this was a pretty good uh you know i'm not a pinball guy i'm more like the outdoor stuff they were doing mm-hmm. but pretty pretty decent representation of of coney island my favorite, if I was to go, I would be very excited to be uh, told off by a hot dog salesman. That's the activity <laughs> that I'd be most excited about. Um, but uh, I do think the the biggest through line here—he's going to talk about Coney Island. <laughs> 
yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just, that's my real dream is to get uh, uh-huh. my uh, hot dog vendor on Coney Island. But I do think Al, or sorry, Corey trying to raise this ad revenue. So we end last episode with Paul basically saying, like, no deal, not interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, no good. Seemingly by the end of this episode, Corey does think that the deal potentially uh, is going to go through now that Alex has uh, roped in one Paul Marks. But um, Corey trying to, so basically the, the premise here, is that with all of UBA's scandals over the two seasons of the show, that they are potentially not a favorable place to sell advertisements. I'm shocked. And, I'm yeah, shocked, Grace. Stunned. Stunned. And yet uh, the people who would like to potentially offer UBA a loan have decided that the only way that they will sign off on the loan is if UBA can increase their ad revenue. So Corey sets Stella to work to, to do this. Um, all the meanwhile, Corey meeting with uh, the loan folks and uh, trying to um, basically make sure that UBA doesn't sink. And there's this, uh, this is basically a little bit of a litmus test for a lot of this, or um, not the litmus test. This is the story. Uh, the impetus for a lot of these stories is, is that UBA is like in extreme financial distress uh that like uh raises can't happen uh new shows can't be approved all of this when alex goes to talk to Corey, yeah. and then she's like whatever the line i already said tell me the truth and he's like uh things are he says he oh, damn i just had the word in my head he said it is uh dire the situation yeah. is dire alex is dire. Yeah. no bueno <laughs> He's so good. He eats two scenery. No, no bueno. I'm, I'm usually laughing. Well, this is where he's like, I need you to woo some ad execs, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she's like, I shall woo. I shall do some mm-hmm. wooing. Everyone's um, everyone's so busy wooing and being told to woo uh, in different in different ways. Here, asking way more kindly than he will later ask Bradley the same thing. Yeah, I'm very much interested in the sense that I feel like while Bradley and Alex seem to actually be fine and on good terms i feel like the fact that bradley is probably going to think that alex was like given the job of like you go hang out with a billionaire and and then bradley has to like be torn away from laura to go woo some ad execs uh and the way he did like you know you're still on the clock uh he's so mean to he's uh and i i feel like this is the bubbling tension of um that he potentially has something over her a little bit she she doesn't really know that he tried to make sure that whatever um happened with bradley whatever the the secret thing that um has not yet come out does not yet come out and yet um yeah so their their dynamic was really interesting this episode and and we're differentiating right like the secret thing that they may or may not have done with a body of some kind versus the like like video that he helped uh the vid the sexually natured video of her that he helped like cover up seemingly he, he helped like the yeah the uh what are they called the people who ransom the the hackers the hackers thank you i always put these two things sort of a bit together that it it basically the more that Corey could make sure that nothing else gets leaked it's it's yes there is a little bit of like okay i'll make sure that bradley's you know explicit video does not get leaked but also there might be something that's a little bit damning for Corey, and it implicates him in a way that the other video does does not so i've always seen that as being partially not as self-interested but also a little bit self-interested for Corey to make sure that um the leaks stop essentially although as we learned in this episode there are new leaks although these ones seem quite nice they're just pictures of bradley and laura together <laughs> the nicest kindest sweetest uh link leaks you have ever seen yeah um 
the money issue extends. I want to chat a little bit about Chris getting some more airtime after a big episode uh, last week. This is Chris Hunter, the new um, uh, the new anchor. What do you make? Uh, I believe we've got some feedback in the Discord from someone. And uh, this is from Aaron, who talks about that um, frustrated that all of the names of every anchor has to be a masculine sounding name. Do you think that there's anything to this, this theory that they every, so Alex Bradley and now Chris is the third anchor and obviously um, giving then the only male, um, a name like Yanko. <laughs> Yanko. Incredible. He's continuing his, his uh, campaign against the culture wars in this episode. Yeah. We'll talk about it with Chris. Uh, but speaking yeah. of, I mean, he's talking at that point with uh, Chris, that of Chris Christine, yes, real name. I, I think the unfortunately, it's a the it's realistic in the way that that happens in corporate workplaces, and the show is for better or for worse reflecting that. I think it's it is annoying now to also be happening with Chris because like early on and certainly the season, I'm like, wait, what's her name? Is it Chris? Is it Christine? Like, what does she go by? It kind of doesn't matter ultimately, but I don't think it's not a thing. Interesting. I, I It never came up my radar until Aaron pointed it out. It's, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know how intentional it is, but we shall see. The other favorite piece of the thing that Aaron told us is that uh, the, I believe in Australia and in, in Indonesia, there was a show called The Morning Show already. So this, this show is called Morning Wars in Australia and Indonesia, which uh, I very much uh, think is very funny. It's which funny is hilarious thing. because the sh the like our initial construction of the show was more of a Morning Wars, like between the Mindy Kaling show and the YBA our no, show what? yeah uh your morning america why yeah, what is it i think it is YBA um and mm. your breakfast america i don't know yeah, that's it. uh or maybe that's the corporate company it doesn't matter but YDA your day YDA, america your day that sounds yeah. exactly right yeah, i think it's that mm -hmm. originally that was more of it and then you know in the everything that happened with the me too movement they kind of like restructured the show so i always wonder what the show would have been like had it stayed more of a war but anyway i just think it's it is funny that that now serves as like a relic to a different show basically that title i i think it still fits because there's like so much like conflict that happens within the morning show so these are like yeah, the morning yeah, yeah. No, you wake sure, up and they have all this conflict um but chris goes to new chair of the board who said he would never be a trash man he would never he, a bin man i think it's actually what he said last you week. get in the bean he used bin. to he was from new zealand yeah. Uh, Leonard Cromwell is the chair of the board. And Chris says, it's great that you've given me a raise, but I would like for everybody else to get a raise who would deserve one and, and have pay equality. And Leonard says that that, you know, uh, might not be able to do that, but I'll raise it with the board and we'll see. And then there's this conversation with Yanko where he reveals that the reason that uh, Leonard's probably saying no in the first place is because uh, UBA is completely broke. Um, and then also gives her some advice that like, don't use social media to rile everybody up because it's uh basically you can't control the mob once you've unleashed it. Is basically yeah yeah. Like. She she threatens Leonard with the their twenty thousand followers, which like doesn't new no she she got two hundred thousand new followers. followers. Well, there you go. Yeah. So the point the point two or whatever it comes up on her thing yeah uh is that does sound more impressive um yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah she's she's threatening him so the that being a specific piece of it we'll see i hope i i don't get the feeling that this is gonna blow up in her face at all but 
you know, Yanko did warn her, which I don't, and I don't want him to be right, but he's been right before. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I do. I think probably, I don't think this like fully blows up in her. I think she maybe gets what she's wanting from it, but then something else happens where like, yeah, somebody comes after her on social media for something. I could but see. But he's got to come from somewhere and then like the yeah. one person. Like, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I did like Chris getting a little bit uh, of an added storyline. I want to talk about Stella. Stella is responsible for getting some ad revenue to speaking of 200,000, $200,000 for a spot on the morning show on uba um i guess not the morning show on uba or uba plus and she goes with this guys i i didn't really see where this was going and i'm intrigued to get your take on on where we end up in the scene basically um they greta or sorry greta, greta that's her real name stella uh, is greta, going yeah, to we, she's greta to us greta, she's greta to us yeah i'm we're on a first name basis she is trying to sort of play into these guys persona. she's going to drink as much as they do she's going to eat as much as they do whatever but then she tells the waitress can you swap out my gin and tonics for water and by the time the guys are pretty inebriated they have determined that there's no way stella actually could have been keeping up with them so they know that it's a uh, uh, she's drinking water the drink gets spilled and then the, the thing that happens is like i will commit to the fee that you want as long as the waitress drinks the drink from the table like sips it from the licks table it up, licks it up specifically is and it's uh is his stipulation and initially stella says no way leave her out of it until the man says okay but i'll give her a twenty thousand dollar tip which then seems to be implied that that's stella who has to pay that tip and stella says just run it the card i'm good for it you don't have to basically do this embarrassing thing the lady does this embarrassing thing the guys agree to the deal stella returns uh leaves in tears basically and arrives at the party having felt really bad about how this thing happened. Is this just like a commentary on bro corporate culture? Is that what this is about? Uh, you know, I think, I think a, lo a lot of it is, I think it's super to, to your initial question of like, where is this going in the beginning? Like it, it's a train wreck from the beginning and I'm really, really hoping, and like you, I'm not exactly sure where this is going to go, but I know it can be nowhere good dealing with these two individuals. This is one specific monster and then his little sub monster that allows him to do this. That guy who's just like, work is crazy, huh? Like, guy, <laughs> like, come on, man. What a, what a monster. Yeah. Sorry. Not even like a, sorry that that happened. It's just Stella thought that she could outsmart them and, the the idea that they are so emasculated that a woman could even keep up with them with them drinking is is also part of it and like how they feel challenged by that or like no these women especially this waitress isn't going to like outsmart me and they they're the ones holding the cards and ultimately the worst part is ultimately they don't care one way or the other like they are clearly allowed to negotiate whatever price they want and in the end they give you know stella what she wants so it's all about they can spin it on their side however they want once the check comes and then i'm i'm thinking I'm like okay was there a better way that they could do this like every other one you could but then you're like chancing and it's like a 50 50 chance i really thought that the waitress was going to come in and swoop in and like find a way to I don't know, switch the glasses, say something that it, where it wouldn't have mattered. I, I 
by the end, I really thought that this was going to take a, a better turn, but I should have known. Uh, the card is Stella's, it seems like, because she, like you said, she says, you know, you can run my card. Because first Stella is like, no, we're not doing this. Then she realizes that the cat's out of the bag. She, the way she reacted with the drink, let on what did happen. And then the only way to save it now is to have these people do this thing. And for Stella, it's like, she's communicating once the offer of $20,000 for this waitress comes up, Stella's like, it's completely dehumanizing. I don't think she wants to do it, but clearly this is now we're both getting something out of it. Like now she could be for Stella understands that that's a lot of money for her potentially. So like she doesn't want to do it. Her ego and her pride doesn't want to allow this to happen but then it's kind of out of her hand so she gives the option to the waitress who now feels pressure from stella it's horrible to see obviously stella also on another level is this woman is an asian woman like stella is so it's like it's horrible the power dynamic of this thing and she's left dealing with all of it because this, these guys did this thing to her and now the woman who was helping her this waitress has to suffer for it so it's really stella's fault and now stella is the one that has to deal with the emotional fallout of it and obviously the woman was completely uh embarrassed and like humiliated although twenty thousand dollars richer but arguably not worth it some would say um and then they leave and Stella is literally left speechless because she's trying to come up with like a way to save face, a way to like not have this thing end this way, even though she got exactly what she wanted from the business part of it. I didn't like it. I'm like, did the show have to do this? It's realistic, I think, but also again it's again the show like bringing me back down to the suck like i said before and just like feeling after feeling so good about the first half of the episode and like how funny it was and how great and this is like the ugly underbelly of this world i i didn't really need it i don't i i think it's really complex for a show that i think sometimes tries to play in areas that you know is hard to i guess wiggle themselves out of i i I think like i talk about i think the messiness of like the end of mitch kessler's storyline i actually think this is pretty interesting i think it's an interesting extension of what we saw last week where stella goes out and it's her and mia and mia's getting yelled mia's getting yelled at by other people basically about the information that got leaked and mia sort of both has to answer for it and also be a person who's subject to what chris is referring to this episode right of like she's also somebody at work who deals with racism and then also has to sort of account and be held accountable for um, the racism of the higher ups at the system because at, at, at UBA, because she's in a position of, of power. And then she gets angry at Stella when Stella is talking about why she's kind of defending um, Sybil last week. So I thought this was an interesting extension of sort of specifically, I feel like this doesn't happen if if Stella isn't a woman uh, in, in the, and it's yeah, absolutely, this is not exactly the same as like the me too stuff that they went to, but this is real for me, like bro culture seeping yeah. in. I, I joked Ariel the other, 
uh, a few weeks ago. I had I had not been to a casino in a very long time, and I went to a casino, and immediately it felt like I was like transported. 40, 50 years back in time, there was literally a man who was next to me at, at a table and a, the waitress came up and said, can I get you another drink? And he said, no, nah, I'm good toots. And I said, who uses toots in 2023? You're we're not supposed to use, <laughs> like, it's not, yeah. it's not that offensive, but also like it is, it is a fit, like, and so I feel like this scene to me, I thought was really interesting. And I, I think it like it obviously from like a character perspective, we, we love Stella and I'm like rooting so hard for Stella. And I think that this is one this is a thing that I feel actually a lot. I I do work for a nonprofit, but I do feel like sometimes that we're, we can still be very corporate. And I feel like sometimes this is the thing of being like trying to advance your own personal career at the expense of, of giving up some of your own values. Like Stella very clearly wants to say this is not happening, but she can't because of the power position she is it, like the, the positions of power right, in this she situation doesn't have, yeah in this case she, yeah that she she absolutely needs to secure these ad deals and if she basically says to this woman like do not do this it's not happening and also th- i think the men put her in such an awkward position in terms of the gigantic tip that's going to come um her way i i think there is a world where because the guy signs for it i actually wonder if Okay, when she gives her the money, does she actually to to cover up the water gin swap? Does she actually give her her credit card? Like, is it a thing where she's basically saying like, you don't have to do this. He'll pay you twenty grand, but I would also pay you twenty grand to basically not do this. And the woman is like, I don't know it's, if it's like super clear enough. Is my one critique of this of this scene? But I no, think it's oh, yeah. I, th- I think if the if she were offering the woman like twenty grand not to do it, then she has she seemingly has no reason to do it. Uh, well, I know, but I think the the woman doesn't want to take twenty grand from Stella. She would rather. Why wouldn't you take twenty grand from the douche? Like that that douchebag is now twenty grand has less twenty grand yeah, less right, in his pocket. Right, right. Like, like that would be my thought if I'm in the waitress's point of view. So I think yeah. this is like a pretty complex scene that's in here that I think yeah. really is to serve as mostly Stella in terms of her storyline of when you work for a place and you have values that you would normally hold the line, but when things are murky and the and it's like you always i say this uh a, a lot in terms of like you you want like the work environment you're in sometimes to be like more progressive than it but then it's but it's not yet and so sometimes like being the like person who raises your voice and this is more true for women than anybody else is that taking a stand but like not every fight and this is i i just feel like this is true for me and i so like if i'm putting words in other people but like it's not worth it for me to fight every single fight and sometimes i feel like i like my values get but not in the same not this has never happened to me at work this is the situation so it's much less serious situations but i give in a little bit on something i believe so that the next time when i want to fight for something um or like the idea that stella is going to get really rewarded for this for saving the ad revenue and then being able to get the loan yeah and they and he literally says like this means people won't be out of work and so she's kind of willing to do in order to like eventually at some point hopefully enact change and be able to say no to these guys but in this particular moment she's not in a position to do it so i think this was like probably actually is it my favorite scene of the episode i don't think so but i think it's the most interesting scene of the episode judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, the, the, thing, that, the thing that works the most for me is... Greta Lee's acting, of course, like especially in the aftermath of it, her in the car, her when she walks into the party, like how shell shocked she is. All of that is is well worth the price of admission, certainly after the fact. And I think that's I agree with you. That's where it's like the most compelling for me. And then to have it all in the end, like, does this even matter? Like now that uh that Corey has revealed the information about Fred, they really don't want to do it, but also what was that all for? Like now what does she do with that, with all of that emotion that she's feeling and still processing now it's seemingly all for not. And that makes it even more horrible. So I, that in, in that sense, it, it definitely is, is a interesting character moment. It was just really, and by design, certainly it was just really uncomfortable and horrible mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. Um, were you excited to see Fred Bicklin back on our TV screens? <laughs> when I somehow always remember his name, but it takes me like I a know. 15 seconds before, like I I'll start yeah. a sentence and like, I don't know his name. And hopefully by the time I get to his name, I remember, no, uh, no, <laughs> what are you losing Holland Taylor just to get <laughs> the, the guy who plays Fred Micklin? No, like, what the hell are we doing? Whatever. The great actor at being that guy. Like yeah, I'm sure. always like, He's doing a good job because every time I see him, I'm like, boo. He, Corey's pretty fun to play off of him. I think that they both like uh, Fred yeah, thinks he's like got really the one up. And, yeah. <laughs> well, basically, Fred's potential loan acquisition. I, I'm not certain that this is for sure. I, I think uh, Corey says something like, oh, my gosh, look like Alex, like pulled him in or something. I, I don't know that we're there yet. Uh, Alex brought home the kill is what he says. But mm-hmm. what'd you make? We talked a little bit about good representation for Coney Island. But what'd you make of Alex and Paul's grand night out? of overall i mean the really cool car that she picks him up in i think it was uh you know a cute little alex car very old school Mm -hmm. the way i like that he calls her on her shit a little bit about why are you defending these people why are you fighting so hard for these people we've called out before i certainly have on my side called out like how often and how many times she has positioned herself on the side of old power quote unquote and like the this dinosaur behemoth you know it's speaking of fred the way you know we always mentioned it season one that she was going to make that plan and it was all it just seems so backwards she's like the she is the equivalent of like the traditional term company man she's a company woman in the 
in a well, very traditional way. And like he she, says, what are you doing with UBA? She says, he says, you could do whatever you want. He says, she says, I think I might owe them something. And he says, do you though? And she says, I want to finish what I started. We promised more change. We haven't made enough. You could be a part of that is how that scene goes. Yeah. yeah and she, I think she can't help herself. Like she's not a grace. She's not a disruptor. Not, mm. not in like the true sense mm. of the word. She's a, she likes to disrupt things at UBA and make things difficult for people. But She's kind of put all her stock into this company, so to speak, and she's doubling down and doubling down at all times. And I think now that she has uh, profit participation and whatever else she mentioned that she negotiated, which is, you know, pretty unrealistic, but fine. Uh, she's, I think, even more reason to triple down and be on the side of this this company. But I kind of find it charming from her. Like, she... She's aware of, I think there's a part of her that doesn't really want to do all the extra work of, you know, either starting her own shop or going to somewhere else. She's comfortable where she is. So like why she just wants to make it as comfortable for her own self going forward as possible. And she will swallow her pride and apologize to this man, even if she didn't necessarily do anything wrong. I don't mind. I mean, Alex is a little bit of like the grass isn't greener on the other side, right? She's like, I'll just stay at UBA. Yeah. And like, like I don't need to know. This is great. I, I'm happy to be where I am. And the fact that she's still not, she's becoming the dinosaur herself. Like I thought of during this episode, the conversation that she had with, with uh, Holland Taylor's character and last episode and how she yeah. was like, you don't know what it was like in the seventies. And it's like, yeah, no, Alex is not absolutely. But also Alex has been through a lot of stuff herself. Well, the scene where she gets yelled by the hot dog vendor and she basically calls calms Paul down to say like, hey, that guy doesn't know who he needs to be mad at. He wants to be mad at Mitch Kessler, but Mitch Kessler is dead. So he's going to yell at me and I just have to take it. That's part of it. I was like, I don't think that's true, but I get it for, as like being a celebrity. But I believe it, it. It almost yeah. she has to believe it. Right. Like it almost doesn't make sense if she doesn't believe that, because otherwise, why is she doing everything that she has ever done? Because she's. This is uh this is this is her lottery ticket and she has scored on it, so to speak. I don't know what the metaphor is. Oh, yeah. She has hit the money many, many times and she's gonna continue to do so. Yeah. So there's definitely romantic chemistry here, right? Like uh, and so like, much fun are... to watch just like yeah. John like the meta quality of it's John Hamm and Jennifer Aniston on screen being charming to each other. Like, come on. So clearly what's gonna I feel not clearly, but I feel like what's gonna mess this up, right? It's like they're gonna sleep together, right? And then that's really complicated, uh, right? I mean, yes, probably. That does seem where it's heading. I will. It does seem like Corey is trying to make. The, I guess it's a question of how much time is going to pass between episodes. What's going to happen in the next few episodes in general? Is this deal going to go through first before she messes it up, and that way they avoid the Fred of it all? Because I'm with Fred. I mean, excuse me, Jesus Christ, <laughs> clip that uh -oh. out. I'm with I'm with Corey. And uh -oh. like this Fred thing is a no-go. It's DOA, and we need to do anything to get out of it. And now seemingly, if the Paul Marks thing is back on the table, then we can just do away with that entire storyline, which would make the Stella thing even more depressing, like I said, because it's like, what was that all for? And she has to live with that. And like, what changes does she try to make potentially because of that? I mean, who can say it's a horrible effed up system. But um, yeah, this is this is wonderful stuff from from Alex to get her out of her office. How often do you think she drives that car? Like, no. never, never, yeah. ever. I, I hate that this show made me like literally there's the acute like meet cute where she's like, 
like oh you hate lines like oh my god like you which i also hate lines uh, mm-hmm. so i kind of get i'm not a billionaire but like i i will pay to not stand in the line i will tell you and um and then he's like well you well you don't buy your groceries he's like yes yeah. so i was like i hate that this is so cute because you're talking about like rich at least millionaire things uh-huh. of like yeah. never making your own food and never grocery shopping yeah and, she, and he's like the obnoxious answer like no i don't do my groceries i grow I have a my farm. own stuff. I have a farm. I have a farm. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I agree. But I love it. <laughs> but I love it. No, but I love it as well. I think that their chemistry is actually really good. Uh, so, yeah, so I I do think that this gets complicated as Alex and Paul are in a relationship, and potentially as Alex is or Paul is trying to maybe even figure out how right. Like the thing that kind of peeved her off at, at first was that she was being used as like a publicity stunt, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that like as if they potentially get closer, I think the thing that gets complicated is like him wanting to buy UBA and what he would do with that. I mean, if he is sort of the Elon Musk, I don't think he's quite, I don't think you'd get a scene of Elon yelling at the hot dog vendor. So I don't think he's, I think he's kind of his own person, but we did see what Elon Musk has done to uh, one platform formerly known as Twitter. And I feel like the idea of like, what changes would he make to traditional media? I feel like is something that could start to cause a splinter between Alex and Paul, and, and then you add Corey in the mix. A real slight to uh, Ron Perlman, who apparently uh, abuses his air rights, uh, as Corey points out. He lives next to Ron Perlman. Yeah, poor Ron Perlman. <laughs> just, just like... Just taking, uh, just taking this on the on the chin. Nowhere, yeah. nowhere is Hellboy he to defend himself. He, uh... He's probably not even there. He probably hasn't used his house all summer. Out here in the strike, like like lambasting network ex- <laughs> studios, and then they're like just like swiping at him in, a, in an episode four of the morning show. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, it's you love a, a a real world reference, right? The way we see like Retta in the beginning of the episode, it's like, oh yeah, wow, they exist in the real world. These are real celebrities. I love this of using Retta as basically letting her say whatever she wants. I feel like this is a real tactic I've seen from some of these uh, things. I, I think there's a really emphasis. Did we watch the? Did we cover the Golden Globes? Where who did they hire to do the Golden Globes? Do you remember this? And he came on and he was like. They're not going to uh, fire was, me. It was Gerard uh, Michael. I can't remember his last name. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up as we're chatting. But he basically got hired after their racism scandal yeah, to yeah, basically yeah. say he he gets hired and he's like I'm mm-hmm. gonna say whatever I want and uh, and uh, Gerard Carmichael is his yes. name and and he's like they can't fire me because they're gonna fire their first black host so they can't so I'm gonna say whatever the hell I want and he does uh-huh. this pretty like you know upfront monologue about the 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 issues uh up that mm-hmm. uh, the golden globes the hollywood uh, foreign press yeah no you gotta you gotta hit yeah. it head on certainly in in this in the upfront world for sure and that's part of you know that's part of the experience like people want to laugh like oh it's edgy you know we're we're making fun you got a comedian and they're making fun of the company that they're, they're being paid by it's all very oh. alluring yeah. and and uh it's a fun time for these Add people. I mean, obviously the party's coming up, so that's the can, real. Can I real ask you? Though, it, but... You keep you kept saying upfront, and I was just gonna like play it cool, cool, like I knew what you were talking about the whole time. What what what, what is this thing? What is this? <laughs> I mean, they 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 kind of go into details, but basically it's like where and it's it's a much they're still around to a lesser degree. And I love when Stella in the beginning is like, Ugh, I miss COVID. Like, can we not do? This? You can do this on can Zoom. We just do this. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Her outfit also looked incredible. Uh, uh, she was great. She, I love the way she's like always showing the line between like business, yeah. 
yeah, it, it is like business uh, athleisure, if yeah. you will, like you're yeah. saying. But I think it's also like she's younger, so she wants to be like yeah. a little bit edgy. Um, basically, they certainly the bigger it's a more historical thing for the bigger networks, you know, the big four, the big five and in, in the US. Uh, so either New York or LA, a lot of times in New York, they take them out. They're like, look, commit your money. It's always around like May or a little bit before that because they want to get the commitment in for the fall because the fall are always the premieres. And just like they're doing here, they're trying to get that number. You know, we're locking in this deal. It can always go up, but like you're committing to like this minimum amount. And it's a bit back when ad revenue was a much bigger thing than it is now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big part of of how they plan their shows because they get that money, they get the commitment, and then they can make their shows better. It's a big deal. There's always a competition, like with everything else, like who got the more, you know, which uh channel which network got more of a commitment and they they trot out talent just like this and they make them dance uh and do crazy stuff and there's a whole presentation and you gotta you know anyone from alice and janny to retta uh just being like wow look at this great network and let's put on a variety show and then parties and all right it sounds exhausting talking about it honestly it did seem exhausting. Um, let's chat about Mia and Andre a bit before we get to uh, Bradley and Laura. I feel like the two last uh, sort of storylines we haven't fully chatted through. Mia, the idea here is that there is uh, it's bad in Ukraine, and um, and they she... won't let us forget <laughs> because uh -huh. this show, the morning show, uh -huh. is important. Okay, that's right. Timely, topical, mm -hmm. re uh, relevant, recent, whatever. Relevant, yes. Mia wants to get some photos done. And the big storyline here is basically Andre gets them, but then says, can you not publish them until I uh, am out safely? Because otherwise they might know it's me and I'm going to get put on a, literally they talk about being put on a kill list. Ultimately Mia cannot get a hold of Andre to know whether he's safe. And she chooses to run the story for the evening news. I actually think this is Stella's worst look of the episode where she's like, yeah, dude knows what the liability is. So like taking photos as an independent, independent photographer. I thought it was like, maybe her worst look of the whole episode but alas um actually maybe me running the photos is not great either yeah i mean first of all i would say a great look for her for caring about this man with a lovely accent uh andre. but he yeah i love later laura peterson like oh are you working with andre whoever wow he's great uh but yeah, I love the reveal of like Mila, uh, Mila, Mia speaking Russian. Uh, I love, again, the storyline, like it's in there. It feels a little shoehorned in, but also, you know, news never rests. News is always happening and a way to bring Bradley in because they want to scoop it on her show. It's, I'm worried. I'm worried, like, did she wait long enough? But also she did say to him, I want to run it tonight. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I mean, he's probably not fine, but I'm sure he's fine. I couldn't figure out where I knew this guy. He is a uh, uh, Clive Standen uh, is playing Andre. He was Rolo on Vikings. If uh, uh, anybody uh, watched uh, Vikings, he's uh, he's what's his name's brother. So that's where I knew him from. Um, yeah, this is this is fun. I I feel like you can't have Andre be killed to put in the thing. So I think this is potentially just tension between Andre and Mia that like when he's safe being like, I wish he didn't do that. And we'll see how that goes. Maybe ends up in America even by next episode. I don't know. Ooh. We'll we'll see. Mia would love that. Yeah. But then he's going to be mad, right? He's like, you, you ran this. Well, you, you didn't get comp information. Mad that he won't see her. Just well, saying. Yeah. Um, all right. Bradley and Laura joke. They got their photos leaked and they're actually very nice uh, uh, photos. It's like, Oh, that's just them from there their farm they're literally Laura, like picking yeah. flowers 
yeah like apples and like yeah hanging out with a goat like it's so sweet mm-hmm. um and they kind of reconnect there's a really weird moment uh, between the two of them when laura clocks that the bed in Corey's spare bedroom is the one from the hotel that mm-hmm. I think in Las Vegas, this is the, that's weird. If that's what he if, did, Corey buy the bed. So it's like a memory of like, they never slept together, but like, these are like, this is where, well, they, like, they never, loved, right? they never slept together that we saw. They did. I another think they one would tell these, us though. They, well, they did another one of these, um, like fake out with the with like a flash of a memory where they were like oh i missed about this. to like this okay. was this All wasn't right. even this season this was i think last season oh i see what in between saying. seasons one and two kind of thing if yeah. i'm remembering correctly i just remember there being like they were kind of getting excuse me they were kind of getting physical and then it's like i cut away or we're not sure so i I don't think it's off the table. I agree with you that we've never been told one way or the other, but um, it's Weird. to see. Yeah, this thing. It's I, I when I, I watched it a second time, and it's weirder. One, I don't know why Bradley's mentioning it. I think in her defense, she's kind of just thinking of it on the fly. Like it's not a previous thought. She's just spewing something that she has only just realized. But the way she kind of mentions him and then mentions the bed it's kind of like what reaction did you want her to laura to have like i don't think laura's answer is completely okay i just kind of think there's a world in which bradley knows what she's doing like is she trying to make laura jealous like i i don't see and i don't think it's a i don't think it's a simple thing because i think it's like stupid human emotion you know it's always complicated you never really know what you want but there was watching it a second time. There was definitely like Bradley. What is it that you're looking for? Like, what's the what's the right answer to this? Just oh, that's. I guess you could have just said, oh, that's weird. But I don't know if, if it's if the implication is that he bought the bed because it reminded him of a time, a certain time of his life with Bradley, closeness that he felt, or like time that they shared together. Versus he just really liked the bed and thought it was, according to Laura, the firmest bed ever or whatever i i don't know i think it's compelling and like usual with everything else with Corey and bradley it's like it's like a walking ellipsis it's like there's like a a hint of a thing and then you're like but is there more is there more that we'll find out or is there more in the future to come this dynamic between them is more interesting and then when like he comes and then when he's been upset by the fred thing this is always compelling to me in any show when a person is mean to someone because something else happened that, right. to them and like that right. the person who they're being mean to doesn't know it and in some cases will never know uh is is sad because then he's like super snarky with her and laura thank god her credit is like i better get out of here because i think i'm causing i'm making it worse yeah well i think the thing that's interesting here is that laura says like i wanted to be close to you but you had so much going on you're going through a lot which i i'm wondering whether we're going to I, I think probably what we're going to find out is that Laura doesn't know the extent at which something was happening with Bradley, but Corey does. And so this idea that, like, I do feel like we're going to get into a little bit of a love triangle situation here as more gets told about what they're covering. And, and or maybe the love thing is, is, is gone, at least from Bradley's side of things or whatever. But it does feel like Corey is hanging on to something in terms of Bradley Bradley has like moved away and also moved away from Laura, like sort of disengaged from everything. Right. And then um, now is potentially like seeing that like Laura is maybe not 
uh, is willing to like maybe give Bradley a second chance here. And at the same time, Corey's being a big old jerk and is her boss. And it's a very, that's a very complicated relationship. So I think that there's a lot more, I think that's, we haven't been shown, which feels like not the morning show's typical MO, right? Of to like hide all this information. Yeah, like waiting to reveal a certain thing. Yeah, I think if if this is a thing, it's going to have to happen soon. Otherwise, or I guess there's a world in which like it's related to the end game of the season. So they're like holding it. And then all these things are kind of like the dominoes, so to speak, will fall all around the same time. But there's, I kind of want to know sooner rather than later, what the, at least as a viewer, what it is that happened and like, to your point, I think there's yeah. something that Laura, like we know historically, as far as what we saw, that like her brother was in bad shape. There was a thing with of her going to Montana because of like COVID and quarantine and all that. And then, you know, there was also the thing with her brother coming to set. So like, there's a, it could be that the this dead body if there is a dead body this flash of a thing that we saw is her brother like you have surmised i believe it was you uh but whether it was you or not i, I agree that that might that is like the one of the options of like who it could be that would this thing would have happened but the the laura and Corey, excuse me the laura and bradley side of it i think is like annoyingly and unnecessarily vague as far as like the timeline and what happened. And like, you came to my house and I don't see it that way. And like, I frankly don't care all that much, but uh, about their, about the timeline of their events. But I agree with you that it could be going forward a more interesting, if this triangle is going to go forward, there has to be like something else that we find out at the Corey and Bradley side. My theory is that, it will get leaked or, or it will partially get leaked. Maybe not to the media, but like it will be out. And what core, what Laura is going to learn is that basically Bradley said, I need to be alone, but it's going to learn that she actually went to Corey. And that's going to be, I think that's where to me, where I can feel like I need Laura's, to be alone with Corey. Well, I can feel like Laura's not, I feel like this is the right. She's like, I wanted to be really close to you, but you were going through a lot and you didn't seem to want that at the time. And that's fair. But that is potentially a lie if Bradley then goes to Corey for help for all the things she's going through, right? Like yeah. it, that is, and that's where I feel like Laura can feel a certain way about that, that I imagine creates more tension between Laura and Bradley, just as things seem to be going a little bit better between the two of them, especially as you see that like Corey's being a jerk here. It's like, why did you go to that guy? Like I could have helped you through this thing that, you know, is now leaked or, or comes out or whatever. That's yeah. right. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's already more compelling than what I'm worried it might be. So yeah. hopefully it's that. Um, all right, Ariel, it's time for the aerial view. Anything that you want to highlight specifically from this episode um, or want to focus in on? Uh, I think, well, we didn't see, we didn't see our beloved chips. <laughs> Everyone's rotating through. Everyone's getting some time off this season. Everyone gets a, gets a chip. Uh, a chip on their shoulder. I was trying to make the chip on their shoulder thing work. Uh, well, it's it's her, it's her ex assistant. That's who's. That's who's she's in the episode, or her assistant. Yeah, as it tells she's her the, the one that gives her the yeah. information. I I'm keeping track of this of the Stella. The thing that I've like kind of hung my hat on as far as the direction of the overall network is this dynamic between Corey and. Stella and in this episode she is left feeling like he owes her big time and like the the moment that she has at the end of the episode where she says where he's like you know don't worry I'm gonna find the money because he's right before 
he finds out that Alex shows up with Paul Marks. Uh, he says, don't worry, I'm going to find the money because there's no way we're going to do this like Fred thing. And she says, good luck with that and walks away from him. Mm-hmm. Their their relationship is in a really interesting place because she feels like she did this thing and now she, you know, she in some ways ate shit in order to get it done or uh, the waitress certainly did. And now like where does that leave her i don't think that specific you know the piece of of what happens specifically will raise ugly head but i think emotionally it doesn't go anywhere and i think that she it's interesting to monitor their relationship in the sense of like can they can they find common ground can they like return to the same page in a way that they haven't been in a while? Like first she called him out on his stuff and like, she knows that he's the one that leaked the email. Like there are all these things that are kind of happening in rapid succession. And is there going to come a point where she feels like she needs to do what he did to his predecessor, right? Or something like that. I think that's the, that's the more interesting thing for me to be monitoring right now. Um, I'm going to, I think this is the segment we're learning that you're going to take this seriously and I'm going to be ridiculous. So I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to compliment, um, Chris's attitude at being in the party. She's going to set a 90 minute timer and then go home. There's also a line earlier where, um, they said, well, we can just get drunk and, you know, smack talk people. And me and Chris says, we could do that at home. Uh, we don't have to go yeah, to a party to do, do that. that yeah. That's the best response. Yeah. Like, we don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. And then everybody smack talking Corey's apartment, like literally every everybody uh i believe uh bradley calls it a terrarium i think uh, mia calls it a palace of sadness mm-hmm. and fred reveals that somebody has been trying to sell this for a very long time and Corey was the only sucker who bought it for the price it uh-huh. was worth so yeah, yeah. um yeah i'm gonna compliment um yeah Corey's weird looking apartment and mia chris's just general attitude at being at a party we've all been there you don't want to be there and you're like i'm gonna stay for 90 minutes so i'm gonna leave um even that it's like that's yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna stay 90 minutes for, is way too long. I'm yeah. gonna stay for 27 minutes and you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the leaderboard. Let's start with LVPs. Last week we gave double points to Yanko, and guess what? Yanko, you, you get more you get more points, but actually, maybe the bro guys, I guess they are way worse. The bro oh, guys yeah. is maybe no the way, way worse. No okay, way all right. My LVP to, to the bearded one specifically. Okay, I'll give it to bro guy, uh, I think is the LVP. Although Yanko just being like, if you're Rosa Parks, I'm an illegal immigrant. It's like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Yanko, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to give it to Yanko, but I need, I cannot miss this opportunity to give it to this person who I hope in some ways we never see again. My only wish if we are going to see him again is that like Stella gets her revenge, but it just doesn't seem realistic necessarily. Yeah. All right. Bro guy gets, uh, I'll try to pull up his name, but he gets the LVP. Do you got an MVP for the episode, Ariel? Um, God, it was really, it was really going to be, before that scene, it was really going to be Stella. Like, wow, she pulled this thing off, but then it, it went off a cliff. Uh, she also, I think the bad, bad line about, um, Andre and like, he knows what his liability is taking photos in F like Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know another, again, that case of like, she's been in just like what happened with Corey and Bradley. Like she's yeah. been infected by this horrible thing that happened to her. And now she's kind of, you know, in some ways taking it out on these negative things that she's saying it's, we, you don't love to see it. Uh, I, I guess I'm giving it to, to, to Christine. I, that's who, that's who I can think of. Like, I thought about giving it to Alex cause she does a thing and she, you know, brings home the whale or whatever, but we'll see. 
You're gonna get Christine. Uh, yeah, her attitude at the party. She also is negotiating for literally every person of color to get a raise at UBA, which is pretty pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, work. and for putting up, she has to put up with the ankle, so she deserves more. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually going to give mine to Alex. Uh, if you're going to give yours to Christine, I'll give mine to yeah. Alex. Um, yeah, she gets Paul. They have great chemistry. Um, it's great. Great episode for Alex, I thought. Um, and she gets him to leave his security guard at home so that she can kidnap him. That's huge. That's right. That's right. We he hadn't really been kidnapped. I mean, he was kidnapped, I guess, a little right, bit. He had to like... go to a, a camp, a wilderness camp. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Well, whatever. Um, poor billionaire Paul Marks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, I think that that is episode four of season three of The Morning Show. We'll be back next week with episode five. We'll be halfway through the season, Ariel. Um, Wild. Yeah. In the meantime, what else you got going on and where can people find you? Wow, I am on the thing that I still call Twitter, at that mm -hmm. other Ariel. I am covering movies with you, Grace, Busher Recaps Theater, you know, some of this like stock talk that we were talking yeah. about felt timely because we're mm -hmm. going to be talking about dumb money mm -hmm. this week and uh, covering Tales from the Loop, a wonderful sci-fi series on Amazon Prime. You, myself, DM Philly, and uh, also covering sex, ed sex education, which just finished. Speaking of things ending, final season, final episodes coming up shortly. Myself, Jess Sterling, and Adam H. Um, I am, we're covering Tales from the Loop, uh, as you mentioned, um, as well. Um, I think for the meantime, I think you've done all my, my, my plugs. So that's great. Uh, I'm on, uh, Twitter at hi from Grace. We'll be back next week with episode five of the morning show. Until then, have a good morning. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.